Welcome to Crossway Church Sermons Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.crosswayaz.com. Subscribe to our weekly podcast in iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, and the podcast app. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Crossway Church AZ and share this podcast link with a friend. If you live in the Phoenix area, come visit us at 3464 West Earl Drive, Phoenix, Arizona, 85017, located in Suite E. Service times are at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings and prayer services at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Now, let's dive right in. So why don't we go ahead and open up to uh, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11. Today I want to talk to you about a big one. It's about defeating and beating anger. Now there's a lot of people going through anger issues, whether they be within themselves, whether they be with their family members, but this is a big one. So I want you to read, good sense, say good sense, makes one slow to anger and it is his glory to overlook an offense. I'm talking to you right now. I'm talking to those who have dealt with anger issues. I'm talking to those who have dealt with frustration issues and anxiety issues. Maybe you get anger. How many know somebody right now, even if it's yourself? If you got to look at yourself in the mirror. Say, I, I know someone with anger issues. Come on. That, even, even if you're looking into the mirror, you know someone that's, that's got anger issues. Come on. You may have your seats. I, I, I remember telling this story a while ago. I always liked it. It made me laugh, so I want to bring it back, you know, a little retro uh, story. In about uh, the 1800s, Alfred uh, Lord Tenement, Tennyson sorry, invited a Russian nobleman to his estate, and early one morning, the nobleman took off with the dogs and guns and servants to go hunting, okay? At about midday, uh, he returned, and Lord Tennyson uh, asked him how, uh, how, how he did, how, how did it go? And, you know, he with this thick, Thick Russian accent, you know how it is. Not very well. I shot two peasants. And Lord Tennyson thought for a moment, oh, I know what he meant. No, he says, that me, would they, we pronounce it pheasants. He's like, no, 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 two peasants, they were insolent to me, so I shot them. Some of you will get it later. It's okay. He got angry. He taught, shot two pe- It's not funny when I explain the joke. <laughs> we smile in disbelief at that. But if you look around you even now, we're praying right now even for two police officers who were ambushed. They're in the hospital fighting for their lives because someone ran up on them and shot them while they're in their car. We're praying for things that are happening across the nation because there's anger arising. We're praying for a family who lost their son because a man came up on their lawn and shot him point blank. A little five-year-old. We're praying for a nation that is divided by anger. You know, now I know any of us would never do anything like that. That never has entered anybody's mind to do anything like that. But have you ever lost your temper? Where you've done something you know you shouldn't have. You said things you shouldn't have. You, you acted in a way you know you shouldn't have. 
Do you ever do things you wish you hadn't done? Well, the Bible has something to say about overcoming anger. I want to put that scripture back up, uh, Proverbs 19.11. Okay? I wanted to stay up there for just a little bit. Good sense makes one slow to anger. A person with good sense, a good morals, good a person who's smart enough and realizes what's going on, they're slow to anger, meaning it, they're not quickly angered. Something doesn't that real quick doesn't set them off. I'm talking about even when you're driving alone, when you say, get out of the way, and I've done that. You know, my daughter's caught me saying stuff like that where I'm like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Like, and she told me, he's like, they can't hear you. <laughs> What are you going to do? <laughs> You're right. Right? You ever, who's ever done that? In anger, you start yelling at them like they're there with you. Right? <laughs> well, the Bible tells us that a person with good sense is slow to anger. Now, there's a secret, isn't it? If someone offends you, if you're a man of wisdom, a woman of wisdom, God's wisdom, then you can overlook an offense. You could overlook something that meant nothing and not allow the situation to become a major event that overwhelms you. As I researched and I discovered that there are actually four types of anger in the Bible. You guys ready for this? There are four types. Look at your neighbor that said there's four types of anger. Say, say it, tell them again. I might have all. <laughs> Got to be careful. The first type of all, say it with me, say sudden anger. Sudden anger, the Bible says sudden anger is to be controlled. Then there's, second one, say with me, say sinful anger. Sinful anger is to be condemned. Third type of anger is called, say with me, say stubborn anger. Stubborn anger is to be conquered. And finally, the fourth one, ready to say with me? Sanctified anger. Oh, come on. Sanctified anger. And sanctified anger is to be channeled. Did you catch what that meant? Difference between all the other ones, right? The other ones, we talked about being controlled, being condemned, and being conquered. Yet, this last one is to be channeled. What does that mean? What does that give you an idea? It means it's to be used. It means it can rise up, but you're still to use it in a way to redirect it in, in such a way to be channeled. See, when farmers would want to irrigate their land, they would dig these long ditches from rivers. And what they would do is they would create a separate channel from the river to break off, but to be redirected. Sanctified anger is to be channeled for a purpose. So we're going to get into that one real later. Now, you're going to watch me. Normally, you've seen me get really pumped up, really excited, which I really like doing. I'm not saying, but what I have for you today is very informational. So you're going to see me keep calm a bit because i got a lot to give you, and it's important that I give it to you. Okay? We're going to talk about the first one. What did I say the first one was? Sudden anger. Say, say with me. Sudden anger is to be controlled. First of all, there's sudden anger. The Bible says that it's to be controlled. Proverbs 14, 17 says, a quick-tempered man does foolish things. Now, if you're wondering where I got most of my scriptures from, it's in the book of Proverbs. I, get, uh, I think it was a week ago or so, I told someone you should read the book of Proverbs. It talks about wisdom. So I decided to do the same thing myself. And sure enough, most of this stuff was coming up. 
and there was a reason. Listen to me when I say this. A quick-tempered man does foolish things. A person who gets angry quick does some dumb stuff. Come on. Who's ever gotten angry and you've done some dumb things? Come on. You've argued for no reason. You fought for no reason. Oh, my goodness. We already knew that because we've experienced that in our own lives. We may blame our, blame our quick temper on our, like, on our red hair. Wait, no, nobody. We don't got no red heads here. Uh, <laughs> uh, we may blame it on our heritage. You know, Latinos got that Latin anger. La raza. Right? We have to, what up, fool? What? We're going, to go, we're, going to go down, we're going to throw down, son. I'm sorry, daddy. They're getting mad at little kids. Right? We, 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 we've even been proud of the anger. But the bottom line is, if we have a short fuse, we're going to do a lot of foolish things. And a lot of things happen sometimes to our own children. Now, you don't understand it, you don't see it, but when you rise up in anger, even not at just at them, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's someone in your home, maybe it's even yourself, your child sees that. You don't understand that just because you're, doing, you're thinking, I'm not hurting anybody, I'm angry at myself, that they don't remember that. See, there's a lot of times I remember... Uh, growing up, I've seen people, I have memories of people when they got angry and they did things out of anger. I never forgot it. Some children never forget their parents sometimes for the things that they saw happen in their home. See, there's a saying that says, the axe forgets the cut, but the tree remembers the wound. Hello. The axe forgets the cut because it will go up to the next cut, but the tree remembers the wound. And it grows up with that wound. See, anger is not just a self thing. Anger pours itself out. It hurts others. Anger is a fire, a dangerous fire that can spread if not controlled. When we lose our temper and we say things we know we shouldn't have said and do things we uh, are, are going to be sorry for later on, we need to realize that this is is sudden thing, it's bad things. Next, Proverbs 15, 18 says, a hot-tempered man stirs up dissension. Ooh. You ever notice that? You don't like being around people that are angry all the time? Right? Why are you always angry? Why are you going, oh, man. We don't want to go over his house. No, they're always angry. It's like, what, what are they angry about today? I had to cut people off on my text messages because all I got was a bunch of angry, no hello, no hey, how you doing? No hey, what's going on? Just a, did you see what you see? I'm like, dude, I ain't talked to you in like three weeks. Right? All of a sudden I get this. Nothing but anger. So I was like, you know what? I love you. But I'm blocking you. I'm blocking you. Just get in my mode, man. Just get in my, my section. Get into where I need to be. Because that is just causing dissension. That's causing division. You don't want like being around people that are angry all the time. You don't like talking to people that are angry all the time. It causes a division, dissension. 
That simply means that if you have a short fuse, if you're always losing your temper, you're walking around with a chip on your shoulder. If you're looking at somebody to say something that will just irritate you, then you're going to leave a trail of hurt feelings and unhappiness behind you. I'm talking about people that for no reason are looking to start a fight. Right? Can't even just be at like Circle K. What? Right? You ever see those people? I've, I've been with people where they're just like, just want to like, dude, what's going on? Something's up. Will Rogers says, whenever you fly into a rage, you seldom make a safe landing. Chuck Swindoll says, I got so angry that I gave him a piece of my mind, and it was a piece I couldn't afford to lose. Hello. Proverbs says, a hot temper stirs up dissension. Proverbs 18, 13 says, he who answers before listening, that is his folly and his shame. People who just respond right way with, with never really thinking about what is said, never thinking, they just respond in anger. Oh, I know somebody's listening because they got quiet up in here. Who told them about me? Already getting angry now. I can't even preach because you're, you're, you're hearing it now. Oh, Someone called the pastor. Who talked? Oh, I'm going to check you all phones later. Because I know someone will be talking about me. If you're watching me, if you can't say amen here, if people online, help me out. Say amen on the chat. Because I know that it's gotten quiet here. Amen. Come on. He who answers before listening, that is his folly and his shame. He's talking about jumping to conclusions. Husbands, we do that more than we think. Especially with our wives. Oh, man. Especially when it comes to when they, when they go buy things. Right? Well, I went to go to the store. How much did you spend? I went and bought food. Oh, okay. Right? Thinking that they went and spent money on something else. Right? Guys can't even say I love you to their wives. What would you do? Right? <laughs> I bought you flowers. What would you break? Now, granted, that's the reason why I mostly give my wife flowers most of the time. <laughs> but that's besides the point. We get to this point where all we do is, like, we respond in anger. We're not thinking, not thinking about what happened. We jump to conclusions. We hear just a little bit of what is said and instantly jump to conclusions. And oftentimes we jump to the wrong conclusion. Sometimes we jump to the conclusions and someone says that, that it's to our folly and to our shame. Proverbs 19.19 says, a hot-tempered man must pay the penalty. See, over a certain amount of time, when you're angry enough, there's a penalty to be paid. That could be your own family. That could be your ministry. That could be your blessing. That could be your, your healing. That could be your encouragement of what God sent you all because you decided anger was more important than peace. And if you have a sudden temper, you need to control it. Some of you guys are looking at me like, like, like seriously, like somebody, somebody talked to pastor, right? <laughs> if I'm talking to you, just give me, just, just look down and say amen. <laughs> Don't look around. All right, right? That was number one. Number one was 
uh, sudden temper needs to be controlled. Number two, you guys ready? Sinful anger is to be condemned. The second type of anger, I'm talking about sinful anger. Not all anger is sinful, and we'll talk about that just in a minute. But some anger is. So let me give you some tests today to help you determine whether your anger is sinful or not. Oh, go with me to Matthew chapter 5. If you don't got your Bibles, get your apps out. Come on. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21. You have heard it said that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Next verse. Oh, did I only get that one? Oh, sorry. I didn't only get that one. Sorry, my bad. That's what it is. It says, you have heard it said that those uh, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Now, that passage tells us some things about anger that should help us realize that when our anger is sinful and when it is not. Notice that it says, anyone who is angry with his, uh, another version says, anybody who is angry with their brother. Another version says, uh, do not murder anyone who murders is subject to judgment, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. So when it says that, anyone who is angry with his brother. Now, if you're, you're a brother or sister to someone, it indicates that you are a member of the same family. Now, if you ever wondered why we call each other brother so-and-so, brother Josh, brother Drew, sister uh, Deanna, sister Alex, you know, the reason why is because we are family. We all carry the DNA of God. God is our heavenly father. We are his children. Being his children, that makes us brothers and sisters in Christ. So when it says this, it's not just talking about your brother that you live at home with, your sister you live at home with. It's, not talk, it's talking about even the body of Christ in general. It doesn't mean just in Crossway Church. That means every other church, Victory Outreach, other, other uh, um, uh, Standing on the Rock. You know, all the, they are our brothers. They are our sisters. We are all a part of the family of Christ. Okay? Whether a domestic family or the family of God, if we're brothers and sisters, we ought to be lifting each other up, supporting each other. We should not be fighting with one another. We've already been saying it for the last few weeks that we are in a spiritual battle for our lives. We are in a spiritual battle, and the enemy would want nothing more than to destroy the family of God as well as your family in, in physical. He would do everything he can to bring in dissension, to bring in division. So what does he do? He brings up anger so that way it can bring into dissension to destroy the unity of the family. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking to somebody who gets angry quick. We should not spend our time being angry with one another. Hello. We should not be spending, we should not spend another moment being angry at the ones we love and the ones we care for and the ones we're supposed to be uplifting. The King James Version speaks about being angry with your brother without a cause. Be honest. Who's ever been angry for absolutely no reason? You know what that is? That's a demonic attack. Knowing that there's nothing wrong to be mad at, knowing that there's nothing wrong, there's nothing absolutely wrong with you, nothing actually happened, yet you got something on your shoulder saying, you know what, I'm just mad. 
Leave me alone. I ain't had my coffee yet. If we're angry and don't have a legitimate reason for being angry, then this tells us that our anger is sinful. I'll, I'll praise God by myself if I got to. Come on. Then if you're angry with your brother, it indicates that you are focusing your anger on a person. We should never focus our anger on people, but rather on the sins they commit. Some people get angry with other people because of the things they do. They're alcoholics, they're drug addicts, or whatever sin that they're going. You're angry at the person, but when in actuality, you should be angry at the sin that's trying to condemn them and trying to con and con and control them. We, sh we need to re understand this goes back to, to, uh, to, 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 to the other type of anger I told you about, where where it needs to be channeled. You're channeling against the wrong thing. You're focusing against the wrong thing. When we see people who are either living in sin or living in destruction, we shouldn't be angry at the person. We need to thank God that God is keeping them. They're still alive. But we need to be angry at the sin that's destroying them and start praying for deliverance that God brings them out of it. Yes, they might be a drug addict now. Yes, they might be an alcoholic now. But devil, the victory is in Jesus. So in the name of Jesus, I declare every single day you shall be delivered you shall be saved you shall be healed whatever you're going through i speak to it now just like the fig tree it dies in its place and that life might come again come on give god praise whoo i said i wasn't gonna excited but it's too late <laughs> oh come on don't focus on the person. Focus on the sin. Start praying against the sin. Start declaring victory against the sin. Start declaring victory against the, the, what's going on around you. Not against the person. Against all these different factions we see around. No, it's not the person. It's the sin. It's, it's the anger. It's, it's, it's the spirit that's inciting anger within them. We should be angry at the spirit of anger that's trying to attack this nation. Not at the people. Not at the people. Because they are still God's children. That's who God. Oh, come on. For God so loved the world. God so loved the world. Everyone. That he loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That means it's even for them. That's even for them, those who who, uh, who promote uh, abortion. Yes, God still loves them. He hates the sin that's destroying them. So we shouldn't be just angry at the person. We should be angry at the sin. We should be angry at the demon that's attacking them because it's in their mind that says that that's okay. It's in there. Why? Because if I can just, the enemy's saying, if I can destroy the family, I got everyone else. If I can destroy the unity of a family, oh man, we were talking about it on Friday. Remember, a three chord strand is a three chord uh, strand is not easily broken. You ever try to um, what's the uh, like? I, I remember doing that 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 thing in school. They actually taught me that in school, without knowing they were teaching me scripture. They were trying to teach me structural strength. Uh, I was in a physics class, and they brought in popsicle sticks. So they gave us each one. And goes, okay, snap it. <laughs> right? Then they gave us two. Snap it. A little more effort, but it's fine. 
Then they gave us four. I was like, okay, that, that escalated quickly. So here I am trying to show off. I got it, right? Some people didn't get it. It's okay. So then they gave me eight. I was like, seriously? Is this, I see a pattern here, but this isn't cool. So I tried. It took forever. But it took, like, the top ones were breaking, but the bottoms were still together. Then they gave me, like, a stack. I kid you not. It was like I had to, I could barely get my hands around it. Like, okay, now you break it. there, strong man. I was going to So here I am trying to break it. I'm banging it against the edge of the table, doing everything I can. Nothing's happening. Why? Because when there is unity, it is harder to break. Where there is unity, it is harder to break. So if he can get you alone in your anger, he can separate you and not bring and keep you together as one, you are easily broken. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. My goodness. Jesus was never angry at people. We need to stop being angry at people and start unifying together. Start working together. Start praying together. We want America back for Jesus. Okay, then let's start getting on our knees together for Jesus. We need to start looking beyond the person. We must love the person but hate the sin. If you are angry at your brother, you are focusing on a person. That means that you're in anger, your anger is sinful. Now, Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Romans 12, 19. Brother, our beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, and I will pray it, repay, says the Lord. Now, I don't know about you. When I was a kid, and I was always, I remember, kids were, I'm going to get back at you, watch. Right? And we try to do little things. Remember that back in the kid when you were little kids? You get back at your brothers or sisters, and you would do like little pranks or whatever it took just to, you know, whatever you saw on TV, get a bucket of water, put it on top of the, the door, whatever. Goofy stuff. Right? I tried doing that to Anthony. Because Anthony would mess with this a lot. But Anthony had more resources than I did. And was able to do things more than I did. So I remember being a little kid. He's watching us. And I realized, he ain't here. <laughs> I thought we were by ourselves. Right? I'm a little kid. I'm scared of the dark. But I, I decided to go to the backyard. All the lights are on. And Anthony. Right, I go out to the front. Anthony. I go back out to the back. Maybe, maybe I missed something. I go out to the back. I'm in the backyard. Anthony, here comes a tiger out of nowhere who decides to jump down from the roof in front of me and scare the living dead that's out of me that I turn around and run into a wall. It was nothing in comparison to what I could do and what he could do. Now, hear me out. Why are we trying to get vengeance on our own when we should just take it to God and say, God, if it was wrong, you handle it. You are creator of heaven and earth. 
You are the, oh, come on, you hold the whole world in your hands. Why am I worrying about it? I'm going to cast my cares before God because he cares for me, and I'm going to let him handle the situation, and I know that everything will be fine. Why? Because vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. Because sometimes our justice is, is, is more over than what is equal to what, what is actually justifiable. Some of us want, like, eye for an eye and more. Some of us want, no, 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 he stole from me. He should die. That's not equal. Instead of worrying about it all, vengeance is mine, says God. We need to stop thinking about, let me repay it. Let me, I'm going to, I ain't going to talk to you. That's what it is. I'm just not going to talk to you. I'm going to walk right by you. Not realizing the damage that you're causing by doing that. Oh, I know I'm talking to somebody. Oh, I'm, come on. I'm talking to somebody right now. The third test of our anger is this. Is it anger that seeks revenge? Is it anger that holds on to something that you're going to get back at them later for? Are we always trying to get even? The Bible teaches that God is one who has the right of vengeance. Not us. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We don't have the right to repay anyone, but rather turn that over to God. So if our anger is geared towards seeking revenge, then it is definitely sinful anger. If it is vengeful, vengeful, then most likely it is also an anger that is cherished. You like holding on to it. Oh, there's some people that have been holding on to somebody, holding on to something for someone for since 1989, right? It's like I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. I'll forgive you, but I won't forget. Then one day you're having a good time, something funny comes up. Man, you remember back in the day, like when you kept kicking me and hitting me all the time. I ain't never gonna forget that. Man, we're twins. We were in the womb. What do you think I was doing? You know, holding it back since that back then. You know, there's people that hold on to things and they never let it go. Instead of giving it to God, instead of saying, God, you know what, here, you handle it. They hold on to it forever. They cherish it. They like holding things on to You remember, you still owe me. You still owe me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Man, you messed with me. I still owe you. Right? They cherish it. They hold on to it. My goodness. That's what happens when I get off my notes. If anger is cherished and held on to it, it is most likely sinful anger. If it is cherished anger, it is also, uh, it will also be an anger with an unforgiving spirit, meaning you're not willing to let it go. And the secret of getting rid of anger is being able to forgive. But if you can't forgive, if you can't release it, then it's sinful anger. You are in sin by saying, I can't let it go. And you go to, oh, come on. And you go the next day, remembering what happened the day before, angry again. So there are the five tests. I'm going to say them again. Okay, ready? Here's the five tests to determine if it's sinful anger. You ready? One. Is the anger directed towards a person? Okay. Number two. 
is it anger without a justifiable cause? Is it anger that there's no reason? You just have it. Okay. Number three, is it anger that seeks revenge? Vengeance. Number four, is it anger that is cherished? You hold on to it. You don't let it go. Number five, it is, is it an anger that has an unforgiving spirit? If any of the answers to those is yes, then your anger is sinful. And the Bible said that it's to be condemned. Oh, if it's sinful, you can hear me out. If it's sinful, we need to repent. We need to get right with God. We need to get delivered. We need to come to the altar and say, God, forgive me. I, I've been holding on to unforgiveness against my brother, against my sister, against my husband, against my wife. Whatever the case might be, I'm holding on to it. And I don't want that. All right, we just talked about that number two, which was uh, sinful anger. Now we're getting ready to number three. Stubborn anger, say stubborn anger, is to be conquered. Stubborn anger is to be conquered. Now, I know some of you guys aren't going to like hearing this, but it's the Word of God and we need to get it out. It is an anger that stays there day after day after day after day after day that does not want to go away. You just hold on to it. I'm talking about those people who just don't answer the phone calls to people anymore because they're mad at them. Right? You get those text messages. You get those phone calls. Why aren't they answering my phone call? Why aren't they answering my text? I know they've seen it. If you guys don't know that, iPhones have that little feature where it says red. Like, I've seen that you've seen it. I know he saw it. Maybe he forgot. Question mark, question mark, question mark. But people get angry and they shut people out. That's a stubborn anger. Okay? One of the classic passages that, that deals with anger begins in Ephesians 4.26. I'm going to read it real quick. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. And the next verse says this. And do not give the devil a foothold. I don't know if you heard that. I'm going to read it again. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be ye angry and sin not. Well, how do you do that? I'll talk about it. Let not the sun go down on your anger, meaning don't go to bed angry. We talked about that on Friday. If you did not watch that that podcast. I'm being honest. I didn't think, I thought we were going to be there for an hour. We ended up being on there for two. It was awesome. Uh, we, t we broke a lot of good points and it was awesome where it kind of fits in. And, I'm, I'm, and it was awesome because a lot of the scriptures you guys were giving were in my word and I didn't even tell you guys. So I was like, this is God right here. But hear me out. A lot of husbands and wives go to bed angry. Got quiet. It's, 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 okay, I'm gonna. I need to make some noise because you guys are too quiet. They go to bed angry, never forgiving, saying, "You know what? Because 
I might not wake up in the morning. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Why? Because it's easier sometimes to just hold on to anger and say nothing than it is to forgive and break the silence. Come on, be honest. That hit somebody, right? It's easier to stay quiet in your silence than to break it and say you're sorry. Most of the times that people don't want to break the silence is because they don't want to say that they are wrong or they don't, they don't want to be the bigger person and say, you know what, I'm sorry. They'd rather say, well, they're the one that started it. They should say, I'm sorry, I'm waiting. No, they're the ones who did it. They're the one who started the fight. I'm waiting for your, my apology. That's holding on to anger, and that's sinful. I, I know God's talking to somebody right now because this is not, this is not some, something I just decided, oh, I'm going to just teach on this. No, this is happening. This is not just happening out in the world. This is happening even in the church. Why? Because if the devil can instill an anger, you get mad at the pastor. You get mad at the, at the ushers. You get mad at the singers. They didn't sing the song I like. Pastor didn't preach about love. Pastor didn't preach about how I could be blessed. Huh? The ushers didn't get, take me to my right chair. Right? Hello. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. If you're more worried about what happened with people at the church, you came to church for the wrong reason. You came to hear from people. I came to hear from God. Oh, come on. I came to hear a word from God. That's the reason why I'm here. That's the reason why I came. Even I need to hear my message over and over again. Why? Because I deal with it too. I'm a guy. I'm married. I know what it is to deal with anger. I know what it is like to get frustrated easily. Right? I hit all the points. Guy, Latino, guy, it counts twice. Right? Dad, help me, Lord, with Daniel. I love him. He just doesn't know any better. Because, dude, he doesn't really know sometimes when he's, he's got his little Wolverine claws. And he's just playing with you. He's just, like, wanting to play with your face. And, I, and it's my fault because I forget to cut his nails. And he decides to, you know, just scratch his neck. Right? Here I am walking around like some, you know, like cartoon character with a scar over my eye. Just thinking like, just like what happened to you? Did you get caught? You know, did you fight a saber-toothed tiger? No, I'm a three-year-old. <laughs> Here I am getting angry with him, wanting to spank him when I should have done something. It's easy for us to get angry and short-tempered, right? I've been working all day. I've been out doing this. I've been out doing that. I'm tired. Kids all over you. No, go play something. Go do something. When all they're trying to do is seek your attention. Hello. I'm talking to some dads here. Right? And then mom's upset because those, maybe there's moms who stayed home or they, they, go, they go to work all day. Then they get home and they're the ones who have to deal with the kids. Even though dad's been home for like how many hours? 
Oh, it got quiet. Nobody, don't look around. This is not the time to look around. This is not the time. He's talking to you. I'm just saying. No, it's not that time. Eyes forward. Instead of embracing the fact of how many hours you have left, I'm saying that, being honest, hours, because we don't know how much time we are left with our, our family members. Embracing the fact of how much they are there for us and what they do for us. Here we are letting anger rise up in us. I know you're tired. Trust me, I've been there. What I do does not take a lot of physical effort, but it takes a lot of mental effort. It takes a lot out of you. I did not, like, am I right? It, it's like, man, I ain't, I'm, I'm just sitting there all like, push. Right? Here I am. But I'm thinking about what this is and making sure where it goes. And my mind is like, enough. Right? It's, it's getting tired. And then I'm off, and then all of a sudden the kids want to go play with me. The kids are like, can we play now? I just got off. I said, I'm done. I'm tired. Here I am allowing them, allowing that anger to build up, taking it on them. It happens day after day. That's a stubborn anger. We're just allowing it to stay there instead of getting it removed. Um, like I said, I talk about how you, 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 you just go home angry and tired and just, oh, God. What you've done is you've allowed the door to open in your life. And you said, Mr. Devil, come right in. We'll make you welcome here. This is your new home. When you allow anger to rise up in your home and your family like that. Verse 31, Paul mentions what happens when Satan begins to do his dirty work. The first uh, result in bitterness, you begin to think all about the bad things people do and say to you and all, and, and, and all the insults, all the inconsiderate things uh, that, that go on. Then Paul says, after bitterness comes rage and anger. Rage is bitterness boiling and bubbling up inside of you. And anger is rage being expressed. Did you catch that? Rage is bitterness Boiling and bubbling up. Anger is when that rage is expressed. It is no longer just inside you. Now you begin to kick the cat, hit the walls, dig, start muttering to yourself. Can't do nothing. Take out the garbage, can you? No, I'm not going to take out the garbage. I'm tired. I'll take it out in the morning. You never do. I got I to, gotta, even right now, apologize to my wife because I promised her I'd, I'd mow the lawn. That was Monday. <laughs> no, I'm going to wait for it to cool down. Wait for it to cool down. Oh, no, it's too dark. No, it's too late. The neighbors are going to get mad. Next day. You going to do it? Yeah, I'll get it to you later. See, I'm online. Apologizing. So. Then, she, then I'm wondering why she's getting upset with me. You told me you were going to mow the lawn. I'm going to. Stop nagging. I'm sorry. Right? 
my goodness. Now you begin to say all kinds of things until finally it becomes brawling, which means you're shouting louder and slander and insults start coming out. Why? Because it boiled up and it boiled up and it boiled up and it boiled up. And finally, boom, like a volcano, building pressure, building pressure, building pressure. And finally, just an explosion. Look at this house. It's a pigsty. I come home every day and these kids are dirty. You don't know how to take care of them. What makes you think you're a homemaker? Ooh. I know better to say anything like that. Because I'm just saying I learned. <laughs> no. Because you don't know, husbands, you don't know some of the things that they had to deal with. I commend every mother who has been doing online school with their kids. Because I'm the one who's doing it because I work from home. Oh, I'm praying, God, help someone invent one login for all the devices. I don't like logging into Zoom, to Zumble, to Bumble, to Buzz, and all these 50 other different things just for them to do one math class. Some of y'all are lucky. You got teenagers that they know how to use computers, but sit with them and watch what they have to do. Sister Deanna, you had to work with some parents that had to go through it, and they were just attacking you. And I remember you were all kinds of frustration. Praying for those teachers, too, because it ain't easy. I didn't know you had to learn to become a network engineer, a, a broadcaster, all just to do online school. But, man, you come back and start getting angry with the one you love, not realizing what they had to go through today. I'm talking to somebody. Anger is destroying the church. Not just the world. It's destroying the church. Come on. It goes back and forth, back and forth. Just angry, bitterness, malice. And malice means that you really desire to harm. Hello. Never, I told you on Friday, Diana never, she's, she told me, I ain't never thought about divorce. Thought about murder, but I never thought about divorce. She's not, she's, it's a joke. Don't take that seriously. We should be praying for pastor. No. Malice means you really desire to hurt someone. And we've seen malice in families who have spousal abuse. They take it out in anger with their fists. That's why we're always reading about someone shooting his wife or turning the gun and then turning the gun on themselves. Because the ultimate end of stubborn anger is malice. Paul said, here is the way to get rid of stubborn anger. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Here's, that's the best way. To get rid of stubborn anger, don't let the sun go down on your anger. If, even if it was your fault, ask for forgiveness. Even if it was your situation, if it was something you started, ask for forgiveness. Because if you do not, then you're taking it with you the next day and that's stubborn anger and that's sinful. Verse 32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ has forgiven you. 
So first of all, there's sudden anger, and it must be controlled. Second of all, there's sinful anger, and it must be condemned. Third, there's uh, uh, sorry, sinful anger, and stubborn anger must be conquered. Now, here's my favorite one. You guys ready for this one? You guys ready? This is where it gets exciting. Sanctified anger must be channeled in the right direction for God. This is where it gets good because you need to start understanding. There's an anger in you. Finally. Yes. Okay. There's anger in you. What do I do with it? God, show me how to direct it. Show me how to channel it. Then it might be used for a purpose, God. I got all this anger built on me. Fine. You know what that is? That's steam and an engine ready to propel you into the direction you need to go. God, this is what I want. Finally, I'm talking to you. And it must be channeled in the right direction for God uh, for God, and remember this, Ephesians 4, 26 says, Be angry and sin not. Let the sun not go down your wrath. It's okay to be angry, but don't sin. That means be angry at the devil for what he's doing in your life. Be angry at the devil for him trying to destroy your marriage. Be angry at the devil for trying to destroy your, your, your testimony. Be angry at the devil for trying to destroy your ministry. Be angry at the devil for trying to bring dissension in your life. Be angry at the devil for trying to destroy what he what God has brought together you don't understand that if you don't under if you don't channel that direct that anger in the right direction all it's gonna do is be like that volcano and you're gonna explode and destroy yourself and everyone else around you instead of directing the energy where it needs to go who's ever who guys how many of you guys remember that old school movie that's an old school movie it's the 90s whatever that movie volcano with Tommy Lee Jones you guys remember that Tommy Lee Jones there was a volcano in the middle of L.A., something that was never going to happen, but still they decided to make a movie about it, right? Volcano shows up right in the middle of the tar pits, and they're like, oh, how are we going to fix this? It's just too much. It's going to destroy the city. So they decided to make a channel. It blew up, but they decided to focus all the lava into the L.A. river, out into the, into the ocean. Just like that. We, yes, we're going to blow up. Yes, we're going to have this anger. But we need to understand that through God and through patience of God, we need to learn how to guide and channel that anger to be used the right way for God. Let me read from you Mark chapter, uh, chapter 3. So actually, you know, go with me. Mark chapter 3, verse 1. Go with me real quick. Mark, this passage that deals with the situation in the life of Jesus that I think is very revealing. Okay. Again, he entered the synagogue, and the man there, uh, there was a man there with a withered hand. Okay? And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath. Check this out. So I want you to, I'm going to pause on that real quick. On the Sabbath day, there was not supposed to be any work done. On the Sabbath day, there's, it's supposed to be like one of those days you just chill. Don't do nothing. I wish we celebrated the Sabbath day because it's Saturday. But my wife says, you got time to lean, you got time to clean. So, <laughs> I tell her, you need to read the Bible. So, here on the Sabbath day, you're not allowed to do that. And to do that is to, uh, is to break God's law. Okay? So, they, were, they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath day so that they might accuse him. They already had a plan for him. Oh, come on. Go to the next one. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. 
come here. And he said to them, it is, law, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger. Hello. Who's looking around at them? Jesus looked around at them, anger, grieved at their hardness of their hearts. God, what did you just catch what I just said? Jesus just got angry. Looked at them with anger and grieved at the hardness of their hearts and said to, the, said to the man, stretch out your hand. He stretches his hand and his hand was restored. Oh, my gosh. Another version. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. You see, the focus of his anger is their hearts. The focus of his anger was their hearts. What they had become. He is angry because of their stubborn hearts and their stubborn anger. The sun has gone down. The sun has come up. And the devil has established a foothold in their lives. And Jesus is angry at their stubborn anger. He says, stretch out your hand, and he stretched out his hand, and he was completely restored. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all points, even as he was tempted, but he never sinned. We need to understand that we can't get too holy. We can't get too righteous that we're not willing to forgive why? Because all we become is like these people. The stubbornness of our hearts wanting to be, well, what's right is right. And this should be, they should say, uh, uh, ask me for forgiveness. They should ask me. For, they, they should come to me for, with an apology. And God's just looking at you angry because of the stubbornness and the hardness of your heart. I don't, <laughs> my wife can, can back me up on this. It's, I don't like holding on to things. I don't. I just, I'm just not that kind of person. One thing that's held me and my wife together for uh, all these years, but we're going to be celebrating 10 years this January. Um, oh, 10 years. January 1st. Um, one thing that's held us together so much is I think the entire 10 years that we've had, been, uh, that we have been married, We've only had one fight, and it lasted all of 30 seconds. Because God showed me something, and it's this. When you get angry with somebody, and they're angry with you back, you don't know what they're going through to have the same anger back at you. So why, why get frustrated right, right off the bat? Why get, because you don't, you know what? What I, what I would do is whenever, whenever I saw somebody getting frustrated with me, I would ask God, God, show me what they're going through, that this is building up. Show me what they're, what they're experiencing, that I might have an understanding. Because sometimes people just, you ever notice that some people just, like, like I said, people are in the, sometimes in the street just angry at you for no reason? And you think that's no reason because you never talk to them? Maybe they just got done with, maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they're going through a situation. Maybe they're going through a fight. But yet, we're quick to respond back with the same anger. 
right? What I asked God to show me was this in my marriage. God, let me be sensitive to what they're going through so that I might be understanding, so that anger might not take a foothold in my home. I got quiet. It's okay. It's okay. I think you guys are listening. That's what it is. I I didn't mean for this to get geared towards marriages, but it kind of fits in what we were talking about with, on Friday. And I, w- I wouldn't mean for that because this, this has been in, in the works for a couple weeks now, uh, talking about anger. Because I, I noticed how so much of it, it abounds these days. Children angry with their parents. Teenagers. Man, what do you want, Mom? I'm playing a game. Well, I will turn that off right now. Parents, that was your time to say hallelujah. <laughs> right? You ain't going to talk to me like that, boy. Now, apparently, that's a challenge. Have you seen that? I'm not even kidding. That's a, that's a that's the new thing. There was a Tide Pod challenge. Now there's a challenge where you, it's, I think it's called the what challenge, where the parents call for you, and your, your response is, what do you want? To see how the parent responds. Literally, it is a challenge for kids to disrespect their parents. That's what they're teaching their kids. It's all over TikTok. I've been watching it on, on the news. I've been watching it on all these different, uh, this is their thing. They're teaching your kids to be angry. See, I don't understand why people are, you're angry at all these other things, but you're not angry at the things that we need to be angry at. I posted the other day, we are angry at the wrong situation. People are angry with each other over politics when they're not angry about what's going on Netflix. They put the movie out. I was surprised. I thought for sure they would have stopped it. You guys don't know what I'm talking about? Please don't go watch it. There's a movie called Cuties. Girls who are in the, uh, 10, 11, 12 years old that are trying to compete in a twerking competition. The executives interviewed and auditioned 650 girls for that. They're defending it, saying that it's a rite of passage kind of movie. I saw clips from it because, from a Twitter feed because I was like, what are they talking about? And they said it's worse than we, could have, than we imagined. I felt like I should have got locked up for even watching those clips. They were suggestive beyond all reason. I kid you not, stuff that, are, that is done... Adults shouldn't even be doing. There was a scene where these girls get backstage somewhere. And they're trying to get into, like, uh, the security guards find them. So what do they do? They start dancing suggestively. 11-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, dancing suggestively to these security guards who's got to be in their late 20s, 30s, whatever, 40s. To see if they can get them to let them in backstage. 
I, w- I was like, I dropped my phone. I was like, God, I feel dirty. We are angry at the wrong thing. Stuff like that should not be allowed. There was a, the, 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 comp- the owner of the company, the, the, the president of the company was on a news channel. I'm not going to say which channel. He was on a news channel for 10 minutes doing an interview, yet they did not ask him once about it. What does that tell me? That they are accepting it. California put into law lenient laws that allow sexual predators to get off easier, that they won't get felonies. They're, uh, they're trying to make it easier for them to marry even girls who are younger. There are religions that allow 30, 40-year-old men to marry 12-year-olds. And most of the time it's not through their own will. We are fighting against the wrong thing. The enemy is after the family. The enemy is after families. If I can destroy the unity of the family, if I can destroy the unity of the family, the unity of the church, then they have no future. If I can destroy them now, yet everybody's angry at all these other things that we see on TV. We need to channel our anger into prayer, church. We need to get a righteous, I shared it before and I'll say it again. We need to get a righteous indignation, a fury in our hearts saying, God, America needs Jesus. The world needs God. What am I going to do about it? I'm going to pray until something happens. I'm going to seek the face of God until the angel pours out a blessing. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to battle, and I'm going to battle, and I'm going to battle until the enemy is defeated. I'm going to keep pressing until there's a breakthrough, until people realize what they're doing is wrong. Yeah, I love the person, but I'm going to pray alcoholism out of him. I'm going to pray drug addiction out of them. I'm going to pray cancer out of them. I'm going to do everything I can. Why? Because my anger is not with the person. My anger is with the sin. If I can just pray it out, if I can believe in God, there shall be victory. What you're going through, the situations you're in, has nothing to do with the person. It has everything to do with the demon that is trying to destroy us. We need to become angry with the corruption of the world. We need to become angry with the forces of evil. We need to become angry at contempt that reaches into every segment of society. To become angry at, 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 the, at the increase in crime and murders and rapes. Become angry with the abuse of alcohol and drugs in our society. To become angry because there's millions of people who are dying and going to Christless graves. We need to be angry that the enemy is attacking our families left and right. It's time for the church to become angry with a sanctified anger, a holy anger that is channeled in the right places. We need to gear up. Come on. We need to gear up. What am I saying? I liked in, it was, I can't remember which Avengers movie it was. It was one of them. But there was a line, I liked it. 
as I think it was Iron Man, one of them looked at another person and goes, you got a suit? He's like, yeah, suit up. Church, I'm looking at you right now. You got an armor of Christ. You've got an armor of God. You've got an armor. You got a suit? Suit up. It's time to suit up. It's time for us to get to warfare. It's time to fight. We need to start by fighting against anger in our homes. We need to fight against that. Why? Because that brings dissension. That starts it. And then when sin finds its way in, it cracks the rest of it. There are all kinds of angers. And if you're wrestling with them, God promised to give you victory if you let him. So be angry, but don't sin. Meaning, get angry at the things of the enemy. Get angry at the things that he's doing. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Husband and wives, I'm talking to you right now. In the name of Jesus, if there's unforgiveness in your home, if there's anger in your home, we need to get right now because we are not promised the very next moment. Don't allow the devil to have a foothold in your life. Channel that anger so it can begin to accomplish victories for Jesus. I'm offering his invitation to you today. He stands here willing and ready to come into your hearts and into your life. If you confess your faith to him and repent your sins, he's promised to forgive them. Are you willing to say, God, forgive me of my unforgiveness? God, forgive me of my anger. If that's you, I need you to stand up right now. Thank you for joining the Crossway Church Sermons Podcast. If you are blessed by this message and would like to donate to our ministry, visit our website, www.crosswayaz.com and click Give.